Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guide books. This episode is about fear. The whole episode? <laughs> well, I mean, not the whole episode, but... The cold open? <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about Moro Rock Summit without talking about fear. For some of us, yes. For some of us, yes. For some of us, it was excitement. But for Always. some of us, it was deeply triggering fear. Mm-hmm. Along the lines of like episode 10, Angel's Landing level. <laughs> you have that episode fear. right in your Rolodex, don't you? I do. I couldn't have pulled that number out of my, my Rolodex butt. of triggers. Yes. <laughs> your triggers. Oh, it's there. I am. I am. That's yeah, we, what, what is that when you're triggered and, and, you giggle. and you're giggling at yeah. the same time? You're mm-hmm. triggered. You're triggered. For me personally, this is an episode about fear. Okay. So what are some of your fears other than heights we know? Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I think I have a... <laughs> I think I have a strong mm-hmm. fear of failure. Okay. That I, as in the last couple of years, have started to really look directly in the face of mm-hmm. and sort of see. And say, you know, no, not today. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I can rest. That resonates with me too. I also have a fear of flying cockroaches. <laughs> I don't like this, those. I know. Mm-hmm. Snakes. <laughs> I don't love snakes. Yeah. Snakes, I have a, an easier time dealing with. Mm. Yeah. What about you? I definitely have a fear of loneliness because I'm a Libra and I just need you to be don't social. Say. I know, right? That's why you always answer the phone when someone calls. That's right. I pick it up on the first ring because it's always in my hands because I've super glued it there. That's right. That's right. I actually really like being alone sometimes, but then I want to be with people. You want to be alone, but then you want to be I know. with people. <laughs> but I've learned to like live with that a little bit more. When I was a kid, I was deathly afraid of being left like my parents would take us somewhere and either forget us or purposefully leave us somewhere. Oh. And my parents weren't bad parents. I think I just watched too many Lifetime movies with my mom. And, and that happened. Oh, and Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries, I'm sorry, was like the greatest cause of like the psychosis of and many people. Of a child, right. <laughs> of, you know of it's coming age. back. They're bringing it back. Oh, they are? Netflix is bringing it back. Wow. That's the last I heard. 
Okay. I don't want that to happen. Mm-mm. I don't know. It's just that music. The music. The music is terror. And Robert Stack. Who's like long dead, right? Yeah, I don't think he's with us anymore. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I say that, I don't know. But yeah. I always enjoyed when Drunk History did the spoof on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, they did some that. like Unsolved Histories. Like oh. Drunk History. Yeah, and <laughs> Derek Waters like Stop. took on his voice. Oh, and, like, okay. Yeah, it's a thing I will to have like to look find at. that. But yeah, I definitely had a fear of being abandoned. And I think that's <laughs> my fear of loneliness. Uh-huh. Just more fear of from aban- that. Fear um, of abandonment. Yeah. All the all the childhood things coming up. Yeah, out. it's yeah. Right. Deep seated fears. Mm-hmm. I don't think that like things in the natural world don't scare me. I do feel like a little tr- triggered by but not really, but triggered by I think all of the global warming news mm-hmm. has given me a lot of anxiety and pause. Not that it wouldn't if it wasn't like so incredibly newsworthy, but I think it just makes me sad. And then that makes me like anxious and gives me fear Mm -hmm. for the future and not for my future necessarily, but for the future of the planet and the future of everyone else. So I think that is like um, an underlying fear. A lot of us are dealing with. We need strong leaders that are going to do good things for us to help us through these times and like to help the earth heal because of course, of Sorry course. to stand on my environmentalism platform. <laughs> it is but but seriously. Girl. So, but yeah, but most certainly this episode is about fear. Yeah, I do have a healthy fear of the ocean too. But you love the ocean. But I do. But I and I you still... can't live in a state that's not near the ocean. No, it's true. But I still. But you have... have a fear of being in the ocean. No, I just have a healthy fear of knowing how powerful the ocean is, oh. and like at any minute you could just be crushed by it. Well. <laughs> We'll unpack that one more mm-hmm. later. Cue Unsolved Mysteries music. I'm looking for adventure. I want to follow on the trail. Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails. Get up when the stars still fill the sky. Don't wake the sun. There's so much to be done. And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze At the National Park At the National Park At the National Park I'll follow you there. Welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. My name is Dusty. And I'm Mike. Gaze at the National Parks is the podcast that brings you one hiking trail in one national park, one park at a time. Last episode, we brought you the Congress Trail, the Round Meadow, which was the Big Trees Trail and the Beetle Rock Trail in Sequoia National Park. And today we're going to be talking about a much longer trail, which is the Morrow Rock Trail. It leads to the Morrow Rock Summit in Sequoia National Park. That's right. So while we were first arriving in the park, we had talked to after going through and visiting the General Sherman and the several tree groups around General Sherman, 
we had gone to the giant forest museum. We had talked to the rangers and the guides that were there, and they recommended, along with everything else that we had already planned to do, to see Morro Rock. And Morro Rock is a giant rock face that juts out basically at the precipice of a cliff that is an incredible panoramic view. When it was explained to us at the visitor center, the park ranger told us there were a number of trails we could do in the park, but we could also do this little summit down at the end of the park if we wanted to. So I was definitely interested in doing this little summit. (laughs) Right as it was described. Tell us a little bit more about Morrow Rock Summit. So Morrow Rock, and this is directly from the literature from the park, is a dome-shaped granite monolith common in the Sierra Nevada. The domes formed by exfoliation, the spalling or casting off of scales, plates or sheets of rock layers on otherwise unjointed granite. Outward expansion of the granite causes the exfoliation. Expansion results from a load relief. When the overburden that once capped the granite has eroded away, the source of compression is removed, and the granite slowly expands. Fractures that form during the exfoliation tend to cut corners. This ultimately results in a rounded dome-like form. So basically, this rock face essentially pushed its way out of the ground through the process of plate tectonics and other different geological expansion. The way that we were going to get to the Morrow Rock Summit was to take the Morrow Rock Trail. Right. There is a driving um, road that heads down that way. And we actually kind of like sync up with the road at certain points. Um, However, because of the fact that it was still very snowy season in both Sequoia and Kings Canyon, there were a lot of roads that were closed. So you actually started walking along a road before you jut off onto the Morrow Rock Trail. And not very far after that jut off, there was roadblocks, basically, because the road was closed. The Morrow Rock Trail basically stays at the same elevation the entire time. Mm -hmm. As you can see on the elevation map that you will need to buy when you are in Sequoia National Park. Right, from the Sequoia Parks Conservancy. They require you to buy the map with the trail maps on them. No trail maps are given away for free in Sequoia or Kings Canyon. Except for the general literature that they give. Yeah, you have to buy the trail maps, which are in great shape. We still have them. We have them out while we're recording this right now. Right. So, and they are, you know, good plastic and they stick around. So, um, the Morrow Rock Trail, the majority of this trail is in the woods. Yeah. With occasional sweeping views over to your right. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different, there are occasionally spots along the way where you could stop and just like look out. Yeah. And then there are little jut offs, particularly one that we did called Hanging Rock. Mm-hmm. We made our way down the road. We turn off onto the trail itself and we make our way down. It's about three miles in total to Morrow Rock Summit. Mm -hmm. As we are walking through the woods, it's, I mean, it's a little chilly. It was April and there was still snow on the ground and it wasn't warm enough to melt all the snow, but it wasn't freezing anymore. Right. And you are still walking among all of these giant sequoia trees. And there is one in particular that you will pass called the Booker T. Washington tree. Right. And it is named after him, which just like uh, many of the other trees in this park are named after other famous Americans that helped to shape this country. Right. 
Um, one thing to note too, um, because you are on the road for a little bit, just because the road itself is close to traffic doesn't mean necessarily that it's close to foot traffic because while you're on the trail, you are slightly lower in elevation from the road. So as we were starting the trail and walking out a little bit, there were clearly people above us walking the road out to the Morrow Rock area um, because there is a parking lot there. So typically you can drive there. But again, the path is if you want to get the hike in, it is a beautiful hike. Um, When we did first start, I do remember climbing over a lot of dead trees or trees that had fallen. And that was like a pretty big start of the trail was that just kind of like navigating our way through. And it wasn't anything that was really tough, but it was happening. The further out we went, we were also seeing some rangers that were doing some work along the trail. Were they pulling stumps? I can't remember exactly what they were doing. So they were doing some stump pulling and also some path clearing as we were trekking out. The path itself too, because we were in the woods, at some points was a little muddy, but for the most part it was pretty clear with the exception of these areas that the rangers were working in to do some clearing of the path because it was spring. So I think they were trying to also get themselves prepared for the onslaught of summer visitors. As we're walking down the Morrow Rock Trail, we know that eventually we're going to come to the Morrow Rock Summit. And we don't exactly have any sort of understanding of what this is going to look like or um, how tall it is or any of the details because it was we have the map and we have the information from the ranger. So we're walking along and then suddenly we get to this clearing where we can sort of see far beyond and see what's coming up ahead. And in the distance, I spot, it looks like a giant boulder sticking out of the side of what feels like the mountain that we're on and just hanging there in the air. And at the very top, there are people standing on it. Right. Teeny tiny people. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. Yeah. And you, when we were doing that, you saw it and you were like, oh my God, yes, (laughs) that's what we're doing. Yeah. That is what we're doing. We are so doing that. Right? Yeah. I was a little excited. You were very, very excited. (laughs) Now, here's why I say this episode is about fear. Because this is how I know that I have a real fear of heights. Because immediately when I saw that Moro Rock Summit, I felt all of the fear that I could possibly feel about this. Fear translates what's really happening into something else to the person experiencing the fear. So you're like, oh my God, we're doing this. We're doing this. What I heard was, um, we're doing this. Yeah. This sort of like that tone change. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. This tone change, which I was like, now I'm, I'm fully terrified of the fact that like, that's in our future. Mm -hmm. And also this person that like, I love and is my friend (laughs) turned to me and basically like told me this is what we were doing. That's how it (laughs) kind of, that's how it translated for me. Always. Because when your mind is coated in like dread and worry, like that is what will happen. Yeah. So then I went into like a sort of paralyzed kind of like numb state. And And I was like, 
vocalized none of this to me. The vocal, no. You were like, I, I couldn't even articulate. Yeah. I couldn't even articulate any of that. And this was just the beginning of it. This is just the beginning. Yeah, these are all secrets and lies all right here. All secrets and lies I have not revealed to you. <laughs> no. So this was the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's take a break. Since this episode is about fear. Um, <laughs> Crippling fear. This game is called What Would Scare You More? Great. All right. So I have a scenario for you. A scenario. Where I will present you a would you rather situation. Great. And I want you to tell me what would scare you more. Great. All right. So what would scare you more? Having to go a week in your home with no internet and all of your friends are out of town and you've read all the books on the shelf or having to go for a week in your home as usual, except there is a mouse about somewhere Mm, in your house. What would scare me more? I think the fear would be, (sighs) I guess, I don't know. That's a good one. I feel like, I don't know that I'm scared by either of those things. Like I do feel like if um, if I'm going to talk this through, I feel like um, I'd find something to do. You know, if I'm like changed to my house, basically, am I allowed to go in my yard or no? I'm like inside. Sure. Okay. I would fi- figure out something to do and a mouse, whatever I've dealt with mice before. I mean, I guess I'll take the mouse, the mouse over anything. You take the mouse <laughs> over have, anything. If I have to find the mouse, then I take the mouse over anything. Mine are more, mine are really fear driven for okay, you. So okay, get great, ready, girl. Great, I'm ready. Ready? All right. So, would you rather have to hike to the top of Half Dome blindfolded, but you had someone that was leading your way? Like you were like hands on, like back kind of leading way, and or were tethered to that person, but you were completely blindfolded? Or would you be more afraid of going up in the elevator to the top of the gateway arch and the elevator stops? And you're stuck in the elevator for several hours. Oh, the elevator. I would. (laughs) um, Doing hiking half dome blindfolded wouldn't scare me at all. Okay. Because I'm blindfolded and I can't see. Right. And I'm attached to a person that I'm assuming one can see and is taking all necessary Mm -hmm. safety precautions. What if they were drunk? (laughs) (laughs) No. Like if it was you and we were doing that, I would be, uh, that wouldn't scare me at all. But um, I am more terrified of the idea of being in that confined space inside of the elevator in the gateway arch that stops. Mm. That sounds horrible Mm -hmm. to me. You know what I mean? Tower of Terror instead of it. It's like Golden Arch of Terror. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. No, thank you. Which is what I call my trips to McDonald's. Did (laughs) you ever see that um, ridiculous, scary movie called The Descent? That's the one with the cave, right? The lady hikers in the cave. I was thinking you were going more into Devil. No, 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 no. Did you see Devil? No. Oh, that all takes place in an elevator. That's a real fun one to watch. Oh, it's I'll have good. to take. I'll yeah, have to take, take a, a look. gander at that. Um, no, the descent. I didn't see they decide the cave, no. they. You did. I didn't. We've talked about it though before. They were like, "Let's let's go off the trail and do these other caves no one has explored." Yeah. And even like as like a fifteen year old seeing it, I was like, 
that sounds like a terrible idea. You're all going to die. Right? Yeah. And they had to like crawl through these like really tight tunnels that are just full of loose rock. And I was like, uh, I was not claustrophobic until I saw that Mm. movie. And then when I saw it, um, yeah, there's a scene where like they're trying to get out and like just three of them don't make it because an earthquake happens while they're inside of this tiny like crawl space. But there's like monsters too, right? Oh, there is randomly humanoid creatures. Yeah. That's true. No thanks. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay, so I'm terrified at this moment. Mm -hmm. Things I never knew. I am very quiet and I'm not saying anything because of how terrified I am. I want to be very clear about this. Never did I feel any pressure. Mm -hmm. I am fully confident in the idea that like I could have just like opted out. And right. you could have you did gone it, by yourself. Like a few days before when we were in Yosemite and I went out and down to Yosem- um, the falls. Yosemite Falls. I like did that like exactly. that was talk about that was a little anxiety, like nail biter for me. But yeah, right, right. You were things like things no, I was thanks. glad I didn't do. Sitting this right. out, yeah. So these are things in hindsight I know, but yeah. in the moment I don't know these things. Right. Because in this moment at this time You're fear drunk. One, I mean, yeah, yeah, this is a horrible thing to do. And mm-hmm. two, you're a demon. Like, that is what the reality of <laughs> the situation is. I'm doing my best at this time to, like, keep up in conversation. Like, everything's fine, and yeah. I'm fine, and I'm not feeling these yeah. things. And this person that I trust is still trustworthy. Like, but a demon. <laughs> things that I'm trying yeah. to reconvince myself yeah. of, which I've never needed to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're walking along and we're walking along. We decide to like veer off over to Hanging Rock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hanging Rock is this rock that literally hangs over the edge of this precipice. Precipice. And it's gorgeous. It like slowly slopes. Yeah. Slopes down. We walk out to there and we sat there for about 15 minutes and yeah. I think we ate some snacks or something. We took a bunch of photos. Yeah. yeah. I think I was about to say something like, yeah, I'm okay if we don't do that thing. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay, it's time to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay, great. Knowing that in hindsight, obviously, I don't have to do this thing for you to have this full experience that you right. want to have. Right. Yeah. So we're walking and we're getting closer and closer to Moro Rock. At this point, I think we actually get on the road. So there is... Yeah, there was a road. There is a trail. Like the Moro Rock Trail does continue from like... So when you come down, you jut off to the right for Hanging Rock. And then you come back. And if you go to the left, you're going back towards the Giant Forest Museum. And if you go to the right, it's the road. And I think we were planning on continuing on the path. Actually, I think we did continue on the path because we had to come down this staircase, remember, that was really steep. Like oh, yeah. we were but that was but that was like to get to the rock. No, like we were up high above the road and we had to come down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so you crossed and we, we crossed did over some the road. like slip sliding on that. Yeah. So you too. could at that point from hanging rock get on the road and walk the road down and we're like, well we're here, we might as well stay on the trail. So we walk the the trail down and it's not a very far like jaunt from that point down to like the parking lot for Moro Rock, which is where you're going to head down. But as you're walking on this trail, the trail 
hits a point where you hit the right, you go to the right, and that takes you down to the parking lot. And there is a steep, like an actual staircase. And I just remember like feeling very disoriented there because you're oh, the, yeah. the stairs are kind of pitched backwards and walking down to the parking lot. And parking lot's pretty big. I think like during the summer it would fill like very, very fast. Oh, I'm sure. It wasn't that big. There is a l- pretty big parking lot at the Giant Forest Museum, which is where we parked and walked down from. But then you have to kind of like walk across the parking lot and then you see the start of Mora Rock. <laughs> right. Okay. So I want to make a quick reference yeah. here. And I'm going to make a quick reference to 30 Rock Season 3. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, the episode called The Reunion. Mm-hmm. Or it's called Reunion. And it is when Liz goes to her high school reunion in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And she remembers high school as all of these girls being mean to her. Being mean to her. In the flashback, she's like, this girl is like, oh, hey, Liz, how's your telescope? And she's like, and she's like scared to talk to her. Yeah. And then later she finds out that she herself was the bully, the bully. And she was like, well, I don't know. How was your mom's pill addiction? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is a situation that I experienced right here in this moment mm-hmm. because you turned Demon around. Michael. Well, <laughs> you turned around and you said the following thing. You were like, Hey, listen, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. That's what you said to me. Mm-hmm. And what I imagine was that tone. However, the tone... Because I know I knew from Angel's Landing how much heights right, were a trigger exactly. for you. Yeah. However, this is what I heard in that moment. You turned to me and you went, hey, listen, um, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. <laughs> and I was like, and literally mind-coded in dread, was like, oh my God, now he's like being this weird human at me mm-hmm. and I don't really understand this. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I have never seen this side of him. Meanwhile, this is what's my mind is spinning. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, no, I'll be fine. And so we begin to make our way up to the Morrow rock summit. And I think we both agreed. We're like, listen, we're not going to take our phones out. We're not going to, I had my camera on me at the time. I was like, we won't take any photos because here's the thing. It's a fairly narrow pathway the entire time. Like it is enough that a person could pass you going the opposite direction. But for the most part, it's not much wider than that. That being said, there are railings on most of the edges of things you are climbing. Or like rock walls. Yeah, or a rock wall. You climb up some stairs to start. You climb up some stairs and then you begin sort of like like winding your way around the side to the right, which you are literally standing on a rock that is suspended over this giant open area. Mm-hmm. I want you to imagine like being on top of something that is suspended over like vast sweeping mountains in midair. That is what this feels like. It's jutting out from the edge of this, not floating. It's though. not floating, yeah. but it feels like it's yeah. floating. We're making our way around on the right, and there is a fairly like high 
rock wall that mm-hmm. has been made, you know. I feel safer here than say on Angel's Landing. Yeah. Because on Angel's Landing there There's were no nothing. rock walls. <laughs> There's nothing like to that. save no, you. No, no, nothing. Yeah. I'm gonna be able to sort of stay over to the left. Right. Like over toward the inner wall. Yeah. And then you, you know, make turn. Your, you turn toward the left and like now you're on this other section. Yeah. And there's like a like a built railing yeah. over here. You could go out toward that railing. Right. And there were some spots where you could, air quotes, pull off and like get a view and take some photos if you wanted to. Right. Like that were against a railing, which we really didn't do until we were at the summit. Right. 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 Yeah. Because we agreed. So we agreed. No photos until yeah. the summit. Right. We continue to wind around and it's essentially like you're crossing over to the right and you're on the right side of this boulder. Yeah. Then you're on the left side. And then like you go up to, you know, some switchbacks essentially. That are like stairs. That are stairs that eventually bring you up to the top. Now Now, at the very top, you're at the top of what is now this flat boulder. mm -hmm. Like imagine whale rock from Canyon lands, Mm -hmm. but jutting out over mountains suspended in midair. Right. However, at the center of this flat rock is a railing. No one was like beyond this railing mm-hmm. when we were up there. Everybody was like playing by the rules and they were inside of the railing. Yeah. And I remember being up there going like, okay, this isn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah. And I think I took a photo. <laughs> <laughs> and then like we stood up there for a few minutes. It was very windy too. It was very windy. Because you're very much so in the open at this point. I finally was like, all right, I'm going to be okay. I do need to get down from (laughs) here. And once I'm down, I'll feel like I'm better. Yeah. And I think we were up there maybe like two minutes and you were like, all right, we can turn around. Well, I think things I turned to tell you after was that you may have been having your own fear-based, fear-driven experience, but... I was also like the adrenaline that pushed me up Angel's Landing and like made me feel impervious to anything had completely worn off. I was running on some of that, but like I was like, oh, good God, this is a different experience. So you also were having I I was definitely having some fear moments. I was barreling through them because it's all I could, my brain, my stupid primate brain could (laughs) really do. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think I got off of that and caught my breath like and like once we finally descended which talk about a negotiation because again these are narrow pathways these are stairways that you have to come up and down and while it wasn't as crowded as it was for angels landing there were still people that you had to negotiate your way around and ensure that you weren't going to put anybody in like a harmful position there were some people that were doing some dumb things. Like going standing beyond, on railings. Standing on railings, going a little beyond railings. Like this wasn't at the summit, but this was like on those other sections. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to go out and stand on this rock that's like beyond this railing. No. Don't do that. Yeah. Just don't do that, girl. <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah. That's not smart. No. It ain't smart. No, it was not. And we make our way back down. By the time we were close to like that set of stairs, you the know, starter stairs, the starter stairs, right? That's when you revealed to me what you just said a yeah. moment ago about you were like, yeah, that was really terrifying for me too. Yeah. There were parts that were really terrifying. Yeah. So I was like, I can only imagine how you felt, I think is what right, I said to you. Right. Yeah. 
that was the moment this demon version of you that I was projecting onto you, <laughs> that my fear was projecting onto you, <laughs> right. started to go Dissipate, away. Yeah. Prior to that, all the stuff from like childhood when like straight boys would be like, well, this is the game we're playing. Aren't you playing mm-hmm. with us? You know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff. You heard was me go into back. my Romy voice. I heard you go into your Romy voice. <laughs> Excuse me, would you fill thing. it up with regular, please? <laughs> and get the hell up this rock face. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, my shoe is filling up with blood. blood. Exactly. It took about 20 minutes after like coming off of it to finally like shake the fact that all of that happened. And then I felt like we were both present again. And with that, let's take another break. It's time for Drag Queen Corner. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage, Surely Not. Surely Not. Surely Not. Okay, immediately she reminds me of Debbie Reynolds. Okay. Yes. Like, I do imagine Shirley as, like, a happy homemaker, Mm -hmm. but, like, has a... has She's, like, a, a reveal queen. Okay. Because she looks like a 1950s housewife, mm-hmm. but really she's like a badass. <laughs> um, is she like a? Um, she's literally like a Pat Benatar badass. She's like, she like rips Sandy. She's oh. like Sandy, Sandy in Greece. Yeah, who goes from like, you know, wearing the poodle skirt mm-hmm. to wearing, you know, the badass at the end. Not that you should change yourself for a man ever, but <laughs> that's the sort man. of the. oh my god you went there you did i did uh that's sort of what i think like she starts her act as this Mm -hmm. but she's not that Mm. she goes to surely not surely yeah she's surely not and i think her last name is spelled k-n-o-t like don knots right yeah so is she also like a comedy comedy queen of course she's a comedy queen she's a comedy queen it's hard to find a drag queen that's not a comedy queen so I'd imagine she'd also be like very clean language and then immediately it's just foul mouth sailor mouth exactly mm -hmm. yeah so what does she sing oh I think she would start her act with something like downtown and then she would morph that into something like heartbreaker oh yeah yeah I think so, or Barracuda. What is her signature cocktail at the bar? Oh, this is a new question. You're it throwing is. It out I'm there. throwing it out there. Oh, oh, it would be a like it would be a, a, surely not would be like a a play on Shirley Temple. Oh, yeah, it would be something else. It would be right. really spiked. I think it would be just like all alcohol <laughs> with, <laughs> with with like a drop of grenadine. A, a, like a tiny drop of cherry <laughs> or something. Right, exactly. Right. That sounds good. Yeah. Surely not. Oh, I like this drag queen um, cocktail recipe book you and I just started. Oh, I know. So there we the go. Surely not. The surely not. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Coming to you next Christmas. <laughs> the Gays at the National Parks Park. drag queen cocktail book. recipe book. Yeah, there you go. So ladies, Prepare gentlemen, <laughs> and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage. Surely not. So after coming down off of Mora Rock, we were trying to negotiate what we were going to do next. That first part where we had come off the trail and then into the parking lot, if we had stayed on that trail, it would have taken us past the Roosevelt tree. So I think we were like, all right, we should probably go back up that giant ass staircase and see the Roosevelt tree, which we did. It was like... I'm glad we did. Yeah. I'm never going to say no to seeing giant sequoia trees. No. 
Um, I think we were just tired and fearful at that point. So we were like, okay, we'll do whatever. Well, I was coming down from it. At that moment, while I didn't want to climb the stairs, it was like climbing the stairs will be healthy for me right now. Like it'll it'll be a nice distraction from what's happening mentally. Exactly. That linked us back up with the road that we, if we had stayed on, would have taken us back to the giant forest museum and passed another grouping of trees called the triple tree onto what we took all the way back to this giant forest museum or most of the way back which was called soldier's trail and soldier's trail is basically just a walk a hike through where elevation does change quite a bit through the giant sequoia forest grove so you are just amongst these giant trees it's not very dense in the grove trees are spaced out although there are some groupings just like the Senate group and the House group and the Founders group that we were seeing. We also saw a lot of fire damage trees. This is where we saw a lot of the effects of the last fire that had happened. Yeah, this is about from this point to our next juncture, which would kind of join us back up with the Alta Trail. It's about a mile and a half. As we're walking back, we're just deeper and deeper into the woods. Now, while we were... At Morro Rock, there were a decent number of people. I'd say we saw about 20 people like on or around Morro Rock. Once we were on the Soldier's Trail, there was like no one. There were areas where we were dipping down into like these like valleys within the grove. Then we would come back up onto these ridges and there really wasn't anybody for quite a long time as we were hiking. That's true. I do remember this mile and a half on Soldier's Trail felt forever. It felt like it would not end. It felt a lot longer than a mile and a half. Yeah. yeah. And because I, it, I remember like checking the map a lot. Are we going in the right direction? Right. And it was like there was no way we weren't. Well, because, there, there was... it just felt like we right. were not... We It was so much longer than the trail we had done to get out there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there were blazes. I no, think there that were not any blazes like, in this park. It was just park. like, hey, like you can't miss this trail. Unfortunately, sometimes you very much so could miss the trail. You could, and there were intersecting trails. Right. And you had to make sure that you were always looking at where... Like that was where you could tell where you were. Right. So... To that end, eventually what was happening is we were coming to this intersection that was going to link up with three trails that were going one way, the way we wanted to go back, and one trail that was going the other way, or part of the trail of those three trails that was going the other way. So we were hitting either the Bear Hill Trail, the Alta Trail, um, or the Hazelwood Loop Trail, which was also an offshoot of the Alta Trail. This is where we actually joined up with and saw a couple or like a set of couples separately hiking from one another. And they were like, hey, are we going the right way? Like, how do we get back to like the visitor center to the, and we're like, "Um, we're pretty sure you go this way. Like, yeah, they had the come, opposite way of where you're they going. Weren't, they weren't behind us. They were coming from one of the trails I had just mentioned. And I think they were trying to loop their way back and they weren't really sure because they didn't have the map with them. And we're like, we're pretty sure it's this way. And they were fast. They like, they were like, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> and they just like, it was a lot of up and down. Yeah, the whole in, way in there. This yeah, in this trail grove. back, because you know where it was basically the same elevation the whole time. Right. When we were on the Moro Rock Trail, like the Soldiers Trail was like up and then down all the way. Back. Yeah. This last section, as we junctured up with the Alter Trail again, 
was a descent. I do remember like coming down, like being up high. And I remember down. that too. Eventually this does kind of basically link us up with the same trail that we were on earlier. So the Alta trail is what took us out to round meadow and the big trees trail. Um, so as we jump back on Alta trail, you're kind of like on this ridge line above the road again, you're able to, as we're crossing, since we didn't go down to round meadow again, you're able to see the meadow from height, which was kind of nice to be that able was to glance really at nice. it again. Um, and to have that like visibility from that point. And then basically we just kind of wound our way back up to the giant forest museum. We got in the car. Like we were done. We were fully at we that were point. We were really, really finished. Like I think Moro Rock like took whatever we had left and like wrung it out of us. Yes. Um, Mentally, physically, right. all of the above. And, and then you drove us back. I did drive us for back. For our last evening at Sweet Tomatoes. And we went to Sweet Tomatoes. Right. Which is a salad bar, hot bar restaurant. Right. Where I do remember we both got like three plates. Right. And ate all of right. that. This was also the night where I was like, we were flying out the next day. No. Yes. <gasps> we were. <laughs> we were flying we? out the next day. Because we went and I was like, to the next day. Huh, why haven't I gotten like the confirmation email? Oh, yeah. That's yet right. About like our flight. And then I looked into it and it was like, we had made a day. We had, we had plans for the next day to see another national park, Channel Islands, which we'll talk about in a future episode. But we had plans to because we thought our flight was at like 4 a.m. the following morning, we'd plan to like go to L.A. after, crash with some friends, see yes, some other see friends. Some other people. We had, like, set we had plans a whole up. night in L.A. planned. <laughs> and then I like looked at my email and I was like, oh my God, we're flying out at this time. It was at like 9 p.m. Yeah, and it was and like- And we were like, oh, oh. All those plans are canceled now. No, we have to cancel everything <laughs> and get back immediately. Yeah. And with that, we like headed off to sleep and were ready to head out the next day for the last little bit of adventure on this National Parks trip that we took. In California. Let's put these trails on the Karen Stone scale. Let's start with the Moro Rock Trail. And I think we're going to have to separate Moro Rock Trail from Moro Rock oh, itself. Oh, that's different. Yeah. yeah. So just the trail first. Um, I would say Moro Rock Trail would be like a three. I because agree. Because it was like a very similar elevation the entire way out. Um, the the jut out to um, Hanging Rock, you did gain some elevation there um, to go out to that. But it wasn't anything to like really sneeze at. And I would say that it was well worth the trek. Um, and it was a beautiful hike through the woods. So I would say three. Okay. There were some difficulties here and there. So I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> with a three. Yeah. So it's a six out of 20. Mm-hmm. Great. Karen Stones. All right. So the Moro Rock Summit. Moro Rock Summit, I am going to give a seven. I say this from a level of anxiety and a little bit of fear because I definitely experienced it too, as opposed to a level of strenuousness. I do think there is a challenge that is not a summit that anybody could do. Um, You do have to have, like, you have to feel confident in your abilities. You have to be able to hike and walk very well. Like, it's not something for everybody. I'm also going to give it a six. I gave it a seven. Oh, you gave it a seven? I actually, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. I'm giving it a six because I could give it a 10 just out of anxiety. Yeah. But out of like actual 
like what it was, it looks scarier than it is. Yeah. And so that's why I'm giving it a six. Okay, that's fine. We had um, reverse opinions there. You were more afraid of it to begin with, and I was more afraid of it after we had done it. 13 out of 20. Great. And And what about Soldier's Soldier's Trail? Trail? I'm going to say Soldier's Trail was like a four. I actually might bump it up to a five, actually, because it felt very long. There was a lot of up and down at that point. Certain points were very wet on this trail, I remember, especially as we were making our descent back to the Alta Trail. There was a lot to like contend with on the way back here. What about you? I agree. I'm giving it a five. Okay. A lot of up and down. Yeah. And I think just, you know, where it was placed in our day. Yeah. Made it a little harder than it might have been had it been at the beginning of the day. Yeah. So 10 out of 20 Karen Stones. Yeah. And with that, let's play some Jeopardy. Dusty, why don't you give us your category first? My category is called phobias. Oh, great. Now, here's the deal. Okay. Phobias have the weirdest names I've ever heard in my yeah. life. I would never, ever ask you mm-hmm. to guess the actual name of this, of any phobia, because it's, it's, it's all tough. Latin it's and it's all crazy. Latin and it's all crazy. Yeah. So, in these clues, you are going to have to guess what this phobia is, is. a fear of. Great. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, for 100. Glossophobia may sound like the fear of certain paint finishes, <laughs> which, let's be honest, is understandable. But it is actually the most common fear among people. What is death? The fear of death? Incorrect. What is the fear of public speaking? Oh, okay. Okay. For 200. While it may sound paganophobic, might be afraid of that elementary school toy that taught us all how to gamble. <laughs> It is actually a fear of this, which would make it hard to be gay and live in the mountains, or to be gay and live in Brooklyn, or to be gay and have a woman offer to pose as your girlfriend. What is the fear of being gay? Incorrect. <laughs> what is a fear of beards? Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Fear of beards. Great. I see it. Okay, 300. While being bathmophobic may sound like a fear of films like Psycho or What Lies Beneath, it really means a fear of this, which may prevent someone from hiking Angel's Landing, Vernal Falls, or seeing the statue of Lincoln at the Lincoln Memorial, or being Rocky in the training montage of his own film. Is it a fear of heights or fear of running up things? Mm, incorrect. Okay. What is the fear of stairs or steep slopes? Oh, got you. All right. Not doing great so far. No, All right. it's Maybe not Maybe you great. can get the next one. Okay. For 400. While philophobia may sound like a fear of this lead singer of the band of Genesis, <laughs> it is actually a phobia that I personally think all people wrestle with at some point in their lives and can be caused by even the slightest of traumas. I have no idea. I'm really striking out right now. What is the fear of love? Oh. I know. (laughs) I know. My heart hurts. (laughs) Okay, finally, 500. Great. Someone with electorophobia should just refrain from going to Hawaii. 
What is the fear of islands? Mm, incorrect. What is the fear of chickens? <laughs> All right. You All didn't right. get any of those. I got a zero. <laughs> Goose egg for me. But I think those were well-crafted. They were well-crafted. I liked your clues. And Thank I don't you. feel cheated by anything. Okay, well, good. Great. Unlike me. Always feeling cheated. With your categories yes. always. Okay, my category is called Sister Sister because oh. Kings Canyon and Sequoia are sister parks that like are right next to each other. So in this category, I am going to give you the vehicle for which two sister actresses are apart and you have to oh. guess the sister duo. I'm so ready for that. Right, ready? Full House and The Avengers Age of Ultron. Name the sisters. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, and, who are Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, and I have to name two sets of sisters. No, it's a set of sisters. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> who is Mary Kate, Ashley, and Elizabeth Olsen? There you go. Great, great. House of Cards and the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, I got it! I got it. Who is Kate Mara and Rooney Mara? Correct. 500 Days of Summer and Bones. Who is Zoe Deschanel and her sister? Can you name her sister? No, I don't know her name. Her name is Emily Deschanel. Great. Her. War of the Worlds and I Am Sam. Who is Michelle Pfeiffer and her sister? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Michelle Pfeiffer has a sister. I don't think so either. Or if she does, she's not an actor. Who are Dakota and Elle Fanning? Oh, okay. And lastly, Lizzie McGuire and Napoleon Dynamite. Who is... What is her first name? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, I just, when I see her, I think her name is Lizzie McGuire. And that's not true. Her, not. her name who is are Hillary and Haley Hillary Duff. and Haley Duff thank you <laughs> damn okay there and we that's go. sister sister well done thank you I think that category could also be descriptive of us sister sister oh without a doubt thank you sister thank you sister. who would never be a demon to me <laughs> you're always a demon to me <laughs> <laughs> This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. For images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about Sequoia National Park and the other parks mentioned on this podcast, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music is by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fordgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while hiking in Sequoia National Park, that we are on the traditional lands of the Western Mono people. Stay tuned to our next full episodes about Black Canyon of the Gunnison National Park in Colorado.